Hey everybody, welcome to the Musea Podcast. This is episode number 32 and I'm Michael Howard, the founder and CEO of Musea. For this episode, I had the pleasure of talking with wedding photographer Jessica Lauren. Uh, but before uh, I get into uh, our podcast, I wanted to just mention two things real quick, as always. Uh, we still got tickets for sale for the Musea Gathering. Uh, the first one coming up is in New York City, uh, February 26th, 27th, 28th. It is with Sam Blake. Spencer Lum, John Dolan, and Holger Thoss. So three days, uh, tickets are $750, uh, basically $250 a day. Uh, we will be, um, each day, uh, there will be different uh, people teaching. Um, and uh, at night, we will be uh, probably going out and hanging out, doing that kind of stu- uh, sort of stuff. Richard Photolab is going to be there. I'll be there just kind of hanging out. So it's going to be uh, a really cool time uh it's towards the end of february so it's almost march so if you're worried about new york city being cold uh, i don't think it'll be too too bad plus we'll be inside quite a bit uh but it's going to be awesome then we have another gathering in seattle uh, in july and uh it has kirk maston um cole and jacob uh from nordica photography will be there teaching and ryan muirhead so tickets for that are also 750 dollars. it's also a three-day event uh, and it's in uh, the middle of July uh, up in Seattle. So I would love to see uh, you guys there. I'll be there at that one as well. And I think Richard Fotolai will also be at that one. Um, but you can just uh, go to museagathering.com to learn more about that and get your tickets. Um, also, I just wanted to let you know that this week um, for the Musea store, um, we have started programming actually for a brand new system that we have coming out which i'm completely uh pumped about and so this feature is going to be called um the musea archive and it's just going to allow us to archive your high-res jpegs and so if you use the store for your online proofing you will soon be able to um sign up for um the archive feature and what that'll be is that'll uh i think we're still working on the pricing model for that but it's going to be a monthly fee uh and then it's actually going to lower your monthly um, commission percentage. Uh, so when you have a sale, you actually uh, it'll be lower than um, if you do the, the free uh, account model right now. Um, but yeah, so what it'll be is you'll uh, upload your photos to the store, and then it'll just automatically archive those uh, the high res JPEGs. And so um, this is something we're extremely excited about. As a lot of you have been asking uh, for this feature, and this was also going to be a bridge for us uh, in terms of helping us connect to a photo lab as well, which hopefully we can either do late, late this year or um, in the first part of 2013. Um, So this is just another step uh, in that direction. So if you're looking for online proofing, um, check us out. We've got some exciting things coming up, and uh, I think you would really love us. Uh, we, uh, If you want to learn about us, you can go to mymusea.com, M-Y-M-U-S-E-A.com. And that's it. So on with the podcast with Jessica. Uh, she's a great photographer. Uh, she's actually another film shooter. Uh, I have a lot of those on. But um, anyway, for this episode, we talk about branding, and we talk about uh, quality relationships and how... Um, that is what she defines um, her success of her business on. And uh, we also talk about what she's looking for when she shoots details at weddings. Uh, plus just a whole, whole bunch of other stuff. Lots of stuff about just business and branding and, and pricing and, 
and film and, and the gear she uses and all sorts of stuff. So we had a great little chat. I think you'll love it. Um, thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll have a, uh, another podcast next week. So talk to you soon. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to talk with you today. You too. Thanks. Um, first off, I guess, is um, just give me a little bit of your background, as usual, as I talk with everybody uh, about how you got started, how long you've been shooting, and all that stuff. I have been shooting as far back as I can remember, actually. Professionally, um, that started around 2008, but growing up, my dad was a journalist, and so he'd take me on assignments with him and let me toy around with his camera, and I think I was around third grade when he actually let me take it um, with me on a field trip, (laughs) and so after that, I just kind of always had a camera in hand. Once I had a job, I spent all of my money on film and one-hour processing, and pretty much wallpapered my room with pictures of my friends. And even now I have like volumes of photo albums of just anything and everything I did growing up. Um, It's funny because even in college, all my friends would always be so annoyed that I was hauling a camera on and taking their pictures. But now they're so happy that we have those. And they always laugh because I never intended to become a photographer. I never even considered becoming a photographer. But in hindsight, it was pretty obvious that that's where I was headed. So, what where'd your dad work? Like, was he like a newspaper kind of guy, or? Yeah, he worked. Um, I was born in Gainesville, Florida, and he worked for the Gainesville Sun. He worked for all kinds of different papers here in Florida, and um, yeah, I have a lot of the stuff that he shot and a lot of the stuff that he wrote. And I have so many old photos that he took of my mom or me, just really meaningful stuff that you know, had he not been a photographer. Or even a photojournalist, I wouldn't have. And the way he approached it was very, you know, journalistic. It wasn't, you know, go stand over there and smile. It was playing in the trees or running through the yard or getting a bath in a bucket or whatever it was. Those are my, you know, sort of heirlooms and they're my most valuable treasures. And that was all just because I had a dad who always had a camera in his hand. So um, I think that was pretty influential to how I kind of view photography. Um, and when I was in college, I went to a pretty small school here in Palm Beach, and they had a photography class, but it only had like 10 spots in it, so it always filled up really quickly, and I wasn't able to take it until I was a senior. And basically it was just a professor who said, you know, the darkroom's open from 11 to 12. Let me know if you have questions. And so I actually got really discouraged because it was overwhelming just learning photography and he really wasn't much help. (laughs) So um, when I graduated, actually my husband, who at the time was just my boyfriend, bought me like a Canon. This was in 2005. So the DSLRs had just come out and he bought it for me and he was like, you know, I know that this is something that you're passionate about. And I was just super intimidated, um, but a couple people in 2005, for some strange reason, 
asked me to shoot their weddings and both of them were just horrifically terrifying <laughs> and I pretty much swore it off and I never wanted to touch it again um but the story goes that he just my husband um super loving and supportive and encouraging he just kept buying me cameras until <laughs> I got serious about it and that didn't happen until like 2008 um I took I started shooting just some families that I knew that needed Christmas card photos and they all were really happy and told their friends until finally I got approached for another wedding and I was like heck no <laughs> weddings are scary I don't want anything to do with them but this girl was just like I've seen your work I love it I know you can do it you know I have a small budget let's let's make it happen so I did and Thankfully, you know, she was happy and a lot of her friends hired me and, and it just kind of grew from there. Um, and now I kind of can't really imagine doing anything besides weddings um, because I am super relational and the whole process of just meeting with my clients and getting to know them and, you know, photographing their engagement or their bridal session and then being with them on their wedding and then I'm you know I remain pretty close to them I actually just shot newborn photos for a bride of mine that's become one of my one of my closest friends so anyway I don't know if that's too long of an answer for your question but that's sort of my path no no that's great um I want to get into I've got kind of a whole series of questions I want to talk to you about probably in relation to branding mm-hmm. um and so, and after that, we can, we can, I want to spin into your, the client relation thing, because I think that's tied directly and in, probably into your, into your brand, I guess. But I mean, obviously the first thing I notice is like when I go to your site is the organic photography label at the yeah. top. So, and that's, I've never seen anybody label that before, use that label. And so I just wanted to know, yeah, so I just wanted to know, uh, where you came up with that, what that means for you and for your, your business and your brand and all that. Um, actually this has become a pretty fluid definition. When I started out, um, you know, I didn't, I, again, I didn't intend to become a professional photographer. I never saw myself doing that, but I knew that when I photographed people, I didn't want them to be really, um, posed. I didn't want them to be contrived. I wanted them to just interact. I wanted them to be themselves. I wanted to give them something that would, that would tell a story on what they felt like, um, how they communicated. I just wanted it to be sort of in its natural state. And so that kind of was born out of that. I mean, I do, I do direct my clients, um, quite a bit when I pose them, but I'm still pursuing a natural interaction. I'm just kind of trying to set the stage and then let who they are come through more than an artistic vision that I have. Because as a photographer, if I shoot 30 weddings a year and I'm trying to get every couple to do what I want them to do, all of my portraits are going to look exactly alike. But if I kind of set the stage and step back and let each couple be themselves in, in, their, in an organic way, something that's going to happen naturally, then, then I'm not only 
getting different imagery out of every wedding, I'm giving them something that's going to remind them how they felt, remind them how they looked at each other, remind them those glances or those, you know, touches or interactions that's going to distinguish what they have from what my couple the following week has. And it, and it is different. Um, and it is very organic because I want it, I want it to happen natural. And I also don't want, um, it to have a lot of extra stuff in it. Like I like very clean compositions. I like, you know, shooting film. There's not a lot of processing. It's just kind of like organic food. Like how it comes, you know, I'm not going to try to change it too much, I guess, or try to get someone to do some kind of really high fashion pose when they're just a normal girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but that's sort of where I, in my mind, go with it, um, why it's organic to me. Um, but it's a generic term, so it's sort of open to interpretation. Yeah, I mean, because you see a lot of people, and even, you know, they label how to use like the fine art wedding photography or other sorts of labels. And so, um, I thought it's clever of you to use a different buzzword, I guess, from like, usually that's associated more with the food industry and then to flip it and use it in a different industry, I think is kind of interesting. I do really um, love food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I saw that on your blog too, cause it seems like, um, it's, that's also like a lifestyle for you as well. Is that right? It is. Don't go to my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's all food. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about, um, you know, I guess when you were building your brand, I mean, you started in 2008, and as you've gone along over the last, whatever, four or five years, I guess, um, how have you come to find out what your brand is for your, for your business? Again, I mean, I never said, you know, one day I'm going to be an organic photographer or I'm even going to be any kind of photographer, but I just listened, you know, after a few, a few weddings and a few portrait sessions, I sort of just listened. Why, why do people want to hire me? What do they like about my pictures? Why are they referring me to their friends? What, what is it? Why do vendors, you know, want to work with me? Like, what am I already doing? Basically, like I didn't try to be anything. I didn't try to achieve anything. I just sort of said, what's already there? Because to me, the most important thing you can be in a business, especially a business that's based on trust and clients trusting you is consistent. And the only way you can really be consistent is if you're really just true to yourself and who you are, because otherwise, if you're trying to be and do and create something that isn't completely natural to you, then it's a lot harder to be consistent because you have to run everything through a filter of does this fit? But for me, I just sort of got a hand on the pulse of what I was already doing. And then I really had no problem being consistent with it because it was kind of coming naturally, if that makes sense. So, um, in terms of, you know, branding myself, it was kind of already done. It just was picking up on what that was. And it was, it was easy because so many people would come to me and they would just be very specific. This is what I love about your images. This is why I'm hiring you. This is what I loved about so-and-so's photos. You know, it mm-hmm. kind of just panned itself out, I guess. Yeah. That's interesting because a lot of people do it the opposite way, I guess, mm-hmm. where they sit 
um, and try to think of what they really want to do, you know, and then they create the brand and then try to find clients that fit that brand versus um, listening to the people that have already hired you and getting their feedback uh, and then building on top of that. Right. Like I had one bride that I had a consultation with and after the evening, you know, we, we were talking and she said, you, you are just like your pictures. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? She said, I would describe you as a person just like I would describe your photos. And I have friends walk into my home and they would say, your home looks exactly like your brand. And if you go on my Pinterest boards, I mean, it's all very consistent because it's all very me. And I don't want to sound like so, you know, egocentrical or anything like that, but I don't have any trouble being consistent because it's really just me. It's all who I am and what I'm about and what drives me and what I get excited about and what inspires me and what makes me light up. It's, it's all just a straight line. Yeah. This might, I don't know. <laughs> this is one of those off the cuff questions. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, this, this one might be fun for you. Um, talking about this especially like the brand in this in this way and how you it almost seems like you fell into it very easily and so many photographers really struggle with it now um especially coming with a clear brand or even what a brand is or what they're offering that's of value um hearing you talk it really feels like for you 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 discovered it just because you knew yourself really well you had a really strong sense of self-awareness um what I mean, what advice do you have for photographers that maybe don't have that strong sense of self-awareness? Does that make sense? Of like yeah. they, don't, they don't know who they really are yet, maybe as a person or a photographer, and so they're kind of just in limbo. I think a lot of people get confused about what a brand is. I mean, to be completely honest, I've never had professional branding done. It's on my to-do list, but I think a lot of people think your brand is your logo or your brand is your stationery or your brand is what your blog looks like. But to me, that's not it at all. Like to me, a brand is what my clients experience from the first time they visit my blog to when they come into my studio and meet with me to when I talk to them on the phone or I email them to the way I interact with them on their shoots at their wedding to the way that they get their final delivery of images to the way that they see me two years later to photograph their babies. I mean, that's all brand. What I put on Instagram, what I put on Facebook, that that's all me. And that's, that's my brand. It's not what my business card looks like. So I think a lot of photographers get hung up on a visual brand when to me, the brand is an an experience. It's not, it's not an item. It's not a product. It's not a tangible thing that you can hold in your hand. Um, so my advice on establishing what that would be for a newer photographer would just be to kind of you know, if you, if you aren't self-aware and you, you don't have a distinctive, um, style or something that ignites you, then just ask. I mean, the people closest to you should be able to tell you, you know, like I could point to my three friends, you know, closest to me and say, you're awesome at this. I love that about you. Or I think you really excel in this area, or you always tend to gravitate towards that, you know, um, and they might not even realize that they like that, but 
I think it's, I mean, everybody's got their thing. It's just uncovering what that is, yeah. what makes them unique. Because yeah. there's, I mean, there is a sea of photographers. I mean, we're a dime a dozen. So what makes, you know, one different from the other is just their unique set of experiences, their unique set of passions, their unique set of ideas. Um, so it's just uncovering those, figuring out what they are. Everyone has them. It's just how to get to it. Yeah, I mean, my the next logical question for me would be, I mean, when you have worked on your business since 2008, I'm trying to think of how to put this, um, did you just kind of trust your gut in terms of how you set up your business? Like, you, you know, you just, like, I like these things in life, and I'm excited about these things, and so I'm just going to set everything up based on, like, my preferences, uh, and I'm going to kind of ignore how other photographers run their business because I see like a lot of photographers now that really look, especially with Facebook and stuff, they want to know how everybody else does something. And I, I don't see, I, I don't get a feeling that a lot of photographers just do what they're excited about. They want to know how everybody else does it so they can copy it in a way versus just figuring out what they like and then just doing that and not, and kind of ignoring everything else. Does that make sense? I get your question. I guess I don't know specifically what you're talking about. When you say business, do you mean how I set up my my client process or how I set up my books? So, like, what do you mean by uh, yeah? Like, I mean, like, like business. It's like, kind of general. Yeah, kind of everything. Like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm assuming that you run your meetings maybe a certain way, or I'm assuming that how you work at a wedding you do it a certain way or how you deliver your products, you do it a certain way. Um, and I see a lot of photographers that look for answers on how to do that stuff from other photographers versus just sitting down and thinking themselves critically of how they should do it based on their pref, you know, what they like. Does that make sense? So I don't know if this answers your question, but I think it's an example of what you might be getting at photography packages. Okay. Um, some people, a lot of people, at least down here, offer unlimited coverage. So the their base package out of the gate will have as many hours as the bride could possibly dream of using. Um, and I get that. I get that from a client perspective. I get that from a sales perspective. I understand that that gives them a leg up against other photographers who have hourly packages. Um, I see that. I also see how the bride can think, oh, well, it's not going to be extra if I want them to stay later because I want the DJ to stay on, or it's not going to be extra if I want them to come in the morning so I'm having breakfast. I, I see both sides of why that might be a wise business decision. However, I know myself, I get grumpy late at night. I don't <laughs> want to be there for 12 hours shooting. You know, I have a friend, Kat, and she is a machine, and she can shoot a 21-hour wedding day and, you know, not think how bad her feet hurt or, or what it's going to feel like the next day. But I know myself and I'm not that way. So I have hourly packages and it's just kind of, you know, some of it's trial and error. Yeah. Some of it, you know, is things that I did at one point and they didn't work well. So I shifted them and now they're working great. So, um, you know, I did when I first got started, I had a lot of questions about, you know, should I be an LLC or an S corp? And, you know, should I this or that? And, you know, the actual like bones of a small business were very challenging because 
I, I didn't know. I mean, I've never started a business before. I just kind of liked taking pictures and loved getting to meet people, you know, but navigating through that, you know, was, was pretty hard. Um, but as far as just like pricing, for example, um, you know, just pulling a number out of thin air is, is, is not healthy because you're going to end up, you know, pricing yourself based on what your competition is charging and not really what you need. I mean, there's people here that are charging half of what I'm charging and shooting twice as much, but I don't want to shoot 50 weddings a year. I want to shoot like 25. So I kind of figured, okay, how much do I want to make in a year to run my business and pay myself a salary? Divide that by how many weddings I think I can shoot. There's your answer. And so that's how I came up with my pricing. That's how I came up with my packages and they're hourly. They're not unlimited like some people, because again, that's not how I'm wired, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, I'm done after about nine (laughs) o'clock. Yeah. No, I think that's a great example because so many photographers, that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly uh, a perfect example of um, other photographers looking at other people and they might pay attention to what their competition is doing. And so they set up their business based off of that, um, where you kind of ignored that information and you just said, this is where I'm strong at. You know, I know my body this way. And so I'm going to price myself this way, um, regardless of the competition, I guess. Right. It just wouldn't be sustainable for me. I couldn't be cat, you know, I couldn't, I, I could probably, but I would not be a nice person, I guess. <laughs> so, but she is, and she's awesome, and that's what makes her different than me. Yeah. Um, tying into this discussion, I think, is, in terms of branding and building a business, is kind of defining what success is for you and your business personally, because I think to run a successful business everybody has to really figure out what that is for them. Everybody has different goals, you know? Right. Um, and so I'm curious what your definition of success is just for your business. Um, I, it's pretty clear for me. I really, really, my main, you know, priority in my business and my life is, you know, valuable, fulfilling relationships. And, when you work at a desk job, for example, you know, you kind of have to put your relationships other than with the people in your room, in your office, you have to put everything else in your life aside. You know, you can't really pick up the phone or you can't sit down and have a good conversation with somebody. You can't go visit, you know, someone out of state. I mean, you can, but you have 10 vacation days a year or whatever. For me, this business, having my own photography business has not only allowed me to meet people that I have super meaningful relationships with. It's allowed me the flexibility to spend more time with the other people in my life that may have nothing to do with my photography business that I wouldn't normally get to see. I have some best friends that are now moms and they live all over the country that I get to visit when I have weddings in their town, or I can, you know, book some shoots every time I go up there. And yes, it's work, but it's also allowing me to be present in people's lives that are important to me and some of my clients and um, other photographers and some other vendors have become my closest friends. And I don't know if that's the same way in other, in other businesses, but to me, that's success. Success is giving me the flexibility to have those relationships when in other areas of life, you wouldn't have that luxury. 
because you'd be working all the time. Um, and I do, I work all the time and you know, that's what, that's another piece of advice I would give to a newer photographer is don't let, you know, your business or some idea of success in business consume you because you will lose sight of those relationships. And, and that's not fair. You know, that's not healthy. That's not good for anyone. Um, I just, my goal, my, of success would just be being more present, you know, being more available in those relationships that are meaningful to me. So it's not, it's through my business, but it's not necessarily success in my business, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, your, your goal is not to just continue to build to see if you can get up to like $30,000 weddings or something. It's more, I would love to shoot $30,000 because then I'd only have to shoot a few of them. (laughs) Then that would give me more time to spend with the people that matter to me. And even, you know, a lot of people ask me like, you know, Oh, you just must be so passionate about photography. And yeah, heck yeah. I love photography, but you know what I love even more than photography is that connection I have with the person that's on the other side of my camera. And I, and that is why, like, I am really, I push really hard to get engagement sessions with my couples because it allows me an invaluable education on how they interact, how they're going to relate to me, how I'm going to relate to them, what they're like in front of the camera. And then on the wedding day, it's like they're, they have another friend in the room and that's me because they already know who I am. They're comfortable with me. They trust me. And after their wedding, I still have relationships with them. I'm still close friends with them. You know, and I don't want to say that like my whole goal is just to make friends with all my clients because that doesn't always happen either. You know, in a lot of ways it is a business relationship and it goes from there. But, um, for me, I just feel successful because I built these, you know, solid friendships with these people that, you know, now I'm, also able to give them something that they're going to have forever and pass on to their kids. Yeah. Uh, quick question then would be, you know, building, there's a lot of pressure now to build business through social media, I guess. So with your branding and business and you're very obviously focused on relationships with other human beings are are you is social media a big avenue for you to build those relationships or do you invest more in face-to-face relationships well the irony there is that most of my clients don't live here in south florida we get a lot of people that are coming down here that are from new york or wherever else um, to have their weddings here and sometimes i don't meet them till their wedding day so it's really i mean it's not a hard and fast rule where I have these, you know, deep, meaningful connections with all of my clients. I'd like that, but that's not always the case. Um, I, I just lost track of where I was going with that. Can you repeat the so, question? Yeah, social media. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Social media. So have I had people hire me just from reading my Twitter? I guess it's possible, but no one's ever said that. Um, same thing with Instagram. I've had a couple people tell me, oh, yeah, I saw your pictures on Pinterest, but – Um, I think for me, social media is just a way of sort of communicating more of that brand, so to speak with who I am and what I'm about and what I'm excited about and what I'm passionate about. And my clients usually aren't really on Twitter. Um, 
they're on Facebook. They're all, a lot of them are on Instagram, but, um, I guess really all I would use social media for is just to allow any of them who are paying attention to maybe get to know me a little bit better. And if they're on there, I'll follow them. And a lot of times I'll see, you know, oh, we're checking out the venue or here's our invitations. But I don't think a lot of people land, you know, on my website through social media. But that's just pretty much a guess. Where would you say, like in terms of referrals and things, where do you say you generate most of your your business from? Is it through like other vendors referring you, just relationships with like, Pre, you know, previous clients, that kind of thing, like word of mouth, is that still very viable it's and active for you? Huge. Word of mouth is huge for me. Um, I do get some referrals from other photographers, you know, a couple planners, but it's all past clients. I mean, it's really, I mean, there are some brides that I've worked with that have referred me dozens of weddings just because I've built a great relationship with them. They had a good experience and it's kind of like when I got married six years ago, I loved my photographer. He did an awesome job. And I was convinced that every single one of my friends that got married had to hire him. You know, I, I don't know that any of them actually did because he was out of state, but at the time I, I viewed him as, you know, a friend of mine and I wanted every single one of my friends to hire him. And I think that's how a lot of brides feel about me. I would guess because, you know, they're, they're my friend and they want, you know, me to succeed. And I don't know, I hate to just like keep harping on the relationship thing, but (laughs) it's real. I mean, it's genuine and it's been effective and I'm not doing it for that reason, but it's very fulfilling. Yeah. Well, the thing that's interesting for me is, I mean, you know, and I've had a business for like 10 years or whatever. And, you know, Musea for me is a new business, I guess, but, Mm -hmm. um, even amongst the photographers and, you know, nowadays, it just seems like there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of focus on how can I make my web, how can I get new clients through the internet? So I need to pay attention to my SEO, you know, I need to make sure I'm, I'm getting blogged regularly on like wedding blogs. I need to make sure that I'm tagging all these people in Facebook and yada, 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 and, you know, blogging on a regular basis and all this stuff. And so, but it's all based on online and trying to drive traffic to your work through online tricks, gimmicks, whatever, um, tactics, I guess. But for you, it seems like you still have been able to build a successful business based on giving somebody a great experience just face-to-face, person-to-person throughout the whole process and just relying on the fact that they're going to tell their friends about you um, more than trying to build this, like, trying to keep up with the latest, like, SEO, you know, search engine optimization tactics and all this stuff. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I guess, and I still participate in all of that. I think it still does, you know, get me in front of some brides. And, you know, I don't go into a wedding thinking, like, I'm really going to schmooze this girl and she's going to tell all of her friends about me. I mean, sometimes a girl, you know, all of her friends are already married and she doesn't refer me to anybody. But I don't I don't really even think about it, honestly. Like, I've never really said, what can I do to get more clients? Um I never really had to had to worry about that because, you know, kind of a little bit more into the history. When I first started, my first year of business, I 
I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know anything about pricing. I just was like, yeah, that sounds like a good number. And, you know, I was underpriced and I shot like 37 weddings my first year. So I had enough of a, you know, referral base that I've kind of always had enough weddings. Um, and the, the way I've sort of managed that is just the busier I get, the more I raise my prices and keep my volume down to a sustainable pace. Um, so, so yes, I guess it is a little more grassroots than, you know, search engine optimization, but there's a piece of that, that, I mean, I guess people probably do find me through Googling, you know, South Florida wedding photographer, but I've never really like worked on my SEO. Um, you know, getting featured on blogs used to work really, really well. Like 2010, I would get featured and I'd have 20 emails in my inbox that night. Now, you know, it's really one or two um, when that happens, which kind of says a little bit about the industry, you know, but it's not my main source of bookings by any means. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, with your, with your business, um, I'm just curious just because, you know, you're very relational. And so when you, are you structuring your business in a way that when you, are you hopeful that when you book a wedding client, are you wanting them to be a lifelong client for you in terms of <laughs> shooting their families and kids? No, and yada, I'm yada. not. I need to get better about that. But I don't really do a lot of family stuff. I don't really, um, where I live, it's notorious to get those families who want to dress up in white shirts and, <laughs> and pose on the beach. And I hate that. Um, I don't hate anybody that does that, but for myself, I, I don't want to do that. So, um, I shied away a lot from offering family sessions. I do offer them if it's somebody that I have a relationship with and I know that they understand who I am as an artist. Um, and so they don't, you know, try to try to do something that is going to make me want to, you know, punch myself in the face. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I don't try to get lifelong clients because I don't, I don't have a family portrait business. However, I would like to have those you know, if it's somebody that, you know, built a meaningful relationship with, I want that person to stay in my life and I want to stay in theirs. You know, I just blogged a newborn session yesterday and this bride, I shot her wedding in 2010. I shot, you know, her engagement party, her engagement session, you know, I shot her maternity photos. Now they just had a baby girl, you know, and I am crazy about this bride. She's become one of my closest friends. Um, so that's not the case in every single client that hires me, but if we have a great connection as friends, why not? You know, uh, but South Florida is also very transient. People come and go very quickly. And like I said, a lot of people don't even live here. They're just getting married here because their parents live here or they grew up here. Um, but most, I, a lot of my clients live in New York. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. Pivoting now to, uh, your work specifically, uh, and a little bit away from the business stuff. Um, obviously getting onto your site and looking through your work and your, your blog and everything, obviously the first thing that jumps out is just like how soft your work is and it's got this intimacy and it's romantic and all of that. Um, where does that come from? Like, why do you shoot that way? I just love hearing you say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 
I don't know. Again, I never really said I'm going to shoot this way and I want to be this kind of photographer. But I'm I'm just a girl who, you know, loves romance. I, I guess there's that's a little piece of it. Um, I am super inspired by nature. Um, that's another kind of direction where the organic photography sort of comes into play. I have grown up by the water, on the water, around the water, in the water. I, I'm very... Um, at home around water. And so there's been weddings where, you know, I was doing the portraits and I was kind of like not feeling it. And then all of a sudden there's a, a boat marina or a dock or a lake or a pond. And I'm all of a sudden I could shoot, you know, five rolls of film right there and not even think about it. Um, so I'm very inspired by nature. I'm very inspired by, by water, but just the way it moves, the colors, the softness. I'm a huge morning person and kind of the way the light hits the water in the morning or anything around the morning, it's just so soft and it's quiet and it's captivating and it kind of feels like love. I don't know. It's what it does to me is kind of the same thing as when I see that, you know, soft romantic exchange between a bride and a groom is sort of how I feel if I'm, you know, on a boat. It sounds stupid, but no, (laughs) Um, it's, it's just kind of who I am. It's what makes me excited. It's what sort of enchants me, I guess. Yeah. How, you know, also looking at your work and I, you know, you get that softness a lot. It seems like through either open shadow or, or backlight. Um, so how do you handle situations where you're in harsh lighting do you just try to avoid that altogether or do you take stuff and you just don't show it on your site um this is hilarious because what the light that we get down here in south florida is extremely harsh we have very very bright light um it's it's not soft it's not you know romantic you know during the day yeah i'll look for open shade i'll look for backlighting um you know, obviously switching to film has helped soften it even more just because just the way you expose, uh, first, you know, shadows rather than highlights. But, um, being in South Florida where the weather is so unpredictable, a lot of people don't have outdoor weddings. You know, I have friends that shoot in other parts of the country and they're in barns and vineyards and ranches. And here we (laughs) pretty much just get, um, you know, churches, hotels, country clubs, that kind of thing. And most of the time I'm not shooting in soft light. Nine times out of 10, I'm shooting in very harsh light or very low light, but it's just a matter of guiding my subjects into the best light I can find and working from there. Um, You know, if I'm in a dark reception, I'll use high speed film with a flash or I'll use off camera lighting or, um, you know, high ISO, whatever I need to do to make a pretty picture. Um, even when I don't have that soft romantic lighting that, you know, makes me all warm and fuzzy. Uh, that's what, yeah. Like Kirk Maston, I hate him cause he's in like the soft light capital of the world over there in Seattle. So oh, I love Seattle. <laughs> um, you obviously put a lot of importance on shooting details, not even just like the details in terms of the decor, but like details of everything, like, you know, the jewelry or a piece of clothing and how it falls like on the bride's shoulder or the edge of a veil or 
somebody's shoes or whatever. Like you shoot a lot of details of just everything, you know, the location, you know. Um, so how do you go about finding those details? Um, and what are you looking for in, in, in those details? Because you, you are really strong with them. It's really funny that you say that, actually, because I kind of feel like I take the same pictures of the same details every time. But I I guess it's just um, I love to travel. There's an example. I am like a travel junkie. Like, it's kind of like a drug. Like, I just will do a lot of things to, to travel. Um, and that's part of, you know, why I love this business, because it affords me the flexibility to travel a lot. But as far as shooting an environment... I, I don't know. I'm just inspired by settings. I'm inspired by places. Um, and as far as choosing which details to shoot and how to shoot them and maybe which way to sort of style that frame, I just kind of think of like a blog post, I guess, you know, and I think, okay, well, this wedding has a lot of this color, or I know this bride has a very classic style, so I'm going to shoot things in a way that would appeal to a classic approach. Or there's brides that are super funky, and, you know, she has a little bit more of an edge, so I'm going to shoot this a little bit more edgy. Um, but I guess I just kind of think of every wedding as, as sort of like a, a story, and I choose things that are going to help tell the story um unless there's stripes if there's stripes i'm gonna shoot stripes every time i love stripes but, <laughs> <laughs> but beyond that uh, i don't know she chose that dress for a reason you know she chose that those shoes for a reason she chose her venue for a reason so if i you know got locked into a specific vision and a specific way that i wanted to tell her story i might lose the very thing that she was hoping to get most and she may not have time to tell me she may not think that I even need to hear it but you know there's a reason she chose everything that she chose and she chose them very very you know specifically so I guess I just kind of think about her I think about her style I think about what her wedding album would look like on her coffee table in her home and I go from there yeah I think to, to dig a little deeper on your detail thing um as I as you're kind of talking about this, one of the things I feel like I noticed in your work is you tend to take pictures of maybe like the details are of one thing. Um, so you're you're very much telling the viewer, I want you to look at this, um, and in a way that little piece represents the whole. Does that make sense? So I don't, I don't see a lot of shots where you were like are shooting wide angle and you included all the information of the scene. <laughs> what you, it seems like what you do is you shoot with like a normal lens. And like if you're on a dock, you'll like take a picture of one of the pillars on the dock. And that's all yeah. you see is like a pillar and a little bit of water out of focus. And that's it when there's probably a huge vista there. Um, and so it's this idea of representing the whole thing with just small details you know of specific little things well there's a joke I don't really like to shoot horizontally (laughs) I don't I sometimes I take a horizontal picture and I usually don't even like it after the fact but so that's maybe a little bit of it um I like to isolate a lot like whatever I'm shooting I want I don't want anything else competing um 
that's part of it. Another part of it is that's just how I see. Like, I'm very, I get excited about little things. Like, the way that, you know, the light will twinkle on the water or the way that, um, you know, a flower will, will twirl as it hits the ground. I mean, it's just, I, I, those things make me tick. Those things make, I don't know, they just inspire me. So it might, a pillar or a rope or those things, they're nostalgic to me, I guess, especially around the water. And to me, they just take me somewhere and they could be anywhere, but they take me somewhere I don't know, invigorating, I guess. I mean, yeah, that's good. I mean, I think it's part of your, your brand and your, I mean, just your style and your, your vision, I guess, because, um, I mean, anybody can take, I don't know. It's just gotten to the point now where weddings are so detailed and focused in terms of decor and all that stuff that anybody, I don't know, anybody can take pictures of that stuff. Well, it seems like. And so Typically, I see what you're doing is you take it a level farther, and you're taking details of stuff that people maybe don't expect. Well, and that might be, that might have just come out of years of having weddings that aren't really that detailed. Mm-hmm. I mean, South Florida, like, we're kind of late to get on a lot of the, like, wedding trends. I mean, I think just now people are starting to, like, put mason jars in their weddings down here, which is comical, really. But, <laughs> um, you know, if I want to tell a story and there aren't a lot of details – I have to find them, you know, I have to look at ways to, to frame my wedding day story, you know, and again, even if it's just things around the venue, that bride chose that venue for a reason. She may not have a huge budget, but she might really like the tree that's behind the church, or she might really love, you know, the moss hanging down or whatever it is. It's always something. Um, there are details in everything, you know, there Even if there's, you know, when I travel, there's no event taking place, but there are details that tell the story of what it's like to be there, whether it's food or, I don't know, weather, wind, light. I mean, the light in Italy is unbelievable. I could just take pictures of anything with Italian light on it, and it would look gorgeous. (laughs) So there's always details there, and sometimes they're not centerpieces, I guess. Yeah. Um. I think people think I'm like a film snob because everybody I invite on this thing is film shooter for some reason. You're a total film snob. It's okay. Ah, but I don't, here's the funny thing. I, when I, I'm looking for somebody to interview, I do not intentionally go out and look for film shooters. That's uh, why I started shooting film for it just, reason. It just never, happens. Yeah, I never fell in love with a shooter who was digital. And after a while, I, I thought I probably need to pay attention to that. <laughs> Yeah. What is that? I mean, do you, is that something, what is that for you? Like why film and how has that made you better and all that? Oh gosh. That's, this is like a whole nother podcast. (laughs) All right. Condense Um, it. Yeah. But it's just, it's more organic. You know, it, it takes the barriers between me and my images. It takes the barriers between me and my clients. It takes the barriers between me spending time with my husband. Really. I mean, it just breaks a lot of that down. Short and sweet, I love it. <laughs> so, what kind of gear are you? I mean, like wedding wise and stuff. Are you? I guess what film cameras and stuff are you using at a wedding? I have two contacts that I use because I'm clumsy as all get out, and I keep <laughs> dropping and breaking stuff, um, which is a very expensive problem to have. But yeah. whatever, we'll, we'll work on that. 
Um, but I have two context kits. I have some backs, some inserts. I have um, a 1B that I shoot with. I mainly will use 400H Fuji, but I also kind of mess around with different black and white stocks um, in medium format or 35 millimeter. And once, I mean, once it's, you know, drone people dancing at a reception, I'll probably just shoot that on a 5D just because it's not cost effective to shoot that on a, you know, film camera. So we're talking about 5D classic or what are we talking here? <laughs> I have both. I have a 5D <laughs> classic and a Mark II. Right. I like my 5D classic in terms of colors a little better, but if I'm in a dark reception, you know, and I don't want to use a flash, then I'm going to use my Mark II. Um, I rented the, the Mark III recently, actually, for a wedding that was going to be all indoors at this big fancy hotel here in town, but it got canceled like two days out. So oh. I didn't end up using the Mark III, but I've heard that it's really great in low light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with your contacts, are you what kind of, do you just have like one lens? Are you shooting, yep. sh- shooting an 80 the whole time? Yep. And I love it because it makes me move. Um, and I'm also pretty pretty frugal, actually. So I don't take a picture until I'm 100% in love with that picture. Sometimes I'll frame a shot and then I won't take it because I just won't love it. Yeah. Where in digital, you can't do that. In digital, you just take it anyway and then you sort through it later. But that's not fun. <laughs> yeah, hours and of editing. Um yeah, I hear you. I need. I'm. I'm almost like to the point where I'm like purposely trying to find digital shooters that I like so I can have on here because I. I seriously am not trying to have like 80 percent film. It's just ending up that way. So there's some good, there's some good ones out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean there are, um, but for some reason it's I don't know. It's just not happening right now. So maybe I'll get through all the film people first and then it'll be digital on this <laughs> later. I don't know. But that list is growing, so you're gonna have your work cut out. I know it's popular Everybody's now. Everybody's switching. Yeah. Um, all right. So what do you know now that you wish you knew when you got started? Um, I, I kind of alluded to it before, but I guess just balance, just having, you know, boundaries in work and, you know, pricing was huge. You know, pricing has really, it can kind of make or break your, um, your path. You know, if you're underpriced, you're going to be overworked, really. Um, whenever I hear of people that aren't charging a fair amount, I kind of feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for their families because, you know, when I was underpriced, I was shooting a wedding every weekend, sometimes two, couple sessions a week. I was traveling everywhere, and I, I was not a nice person to be around. I, I mean, I kind of regret what I put my friends and family through because they just had to put up with this obsessive photographer that, you know, could only live, eat, breathe, think about business, you know? And, um, now I've, you know, priced myself to a point that I do a session every once in a while. I do, you know, um, 25 to 30 weddings a year and that's manageable. It's just me. I mean, I don't have a studio manager. I don't have a second shooter. I don't, I'm not a husband wife team. You know, I travel, on my own, I email on my own, I process on my own, and more than that, it just isn't manageable. But I guess um, I just wish I knew my first year or two really what it took to 
to sustain a healthy balance. And, and I didn't, and, you know, I can't say that I re- really regret growing the way I did because I'm really happy where I'm at right now. And not everybody gets to this point the same way. And they might feel like, you know, they did it right or they did it wrong. Um, I don't know if I did it right or wrong. I just know that that's something that I just wish I had been better at out of the gate, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Um, what is your biggest artistic challenge right now? Um, I guess it would just be, you know, I do have a specific vision. I do love the soft, intimate, and romantic portraits, but sometimes I just get put in situations where it's really hard to communicate that vision, you know, in a wedding day where I have 15 minutes with the bride and groom. To me, that's like, you might as well take my heart out and just smash it. Because <laughs> that is like where I get like my fulfillment in a wedding day is my time alone with the bride or my time alone with the bride and groom. Um, and if, if I don't have a lot of time, I have to still communicate, you know, soft, intimate, and romantic when they, they've never met me before. They just flew down from New York for their wedding. And I have to try to get them to be completely comfortable with me completely transparent in front of the camera and trust me. And that that's challenging. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's not, but a lot of times it is. And that's again, why I try to do engagement sessions when I can, but sometimes I can't. And also, you know, like I alluded to before in South Florida, we don't have soft light. (laughs) We, I mean, we maybe get it if we're really lucky at the end of the day, but, and a lot of times I'm indoors, I'm indoors all day. And I, it's a thousand degrees outside and I have to try to like coerce people to even go outside for a portrait. Um, so I guess that would be my artistic challenge, just communicating a vision, communicating an artistic style when I don't really always have what I need to do it. Yeah. So what's up with all these like really amazing, talented photographers in South Florida? Cause there's like a cluster of you guys down there. <laughs> And you're all ridiculous. Oh, thanks. Um, is there like, do you guys have like just a really good sense of community down there? Like why, why is there so many of you down there? That's so great. I guess I don't even really know who you're, who you're talking about. Well, I mean like Ozzy and Reese's oh. is down there and Reese's you. And... Awesome. I've actually never talked to Reese's, but okay. Ozzy and I are really good friends. Cat. Um, Cat's you know, great. She's awesome. And between the three of us, at least, I mean, I can really only say that we just kind of help each other. You know, we don't really, I mean, we're competitors, yes, but we don't compete. You know, we we try to kind of do what's going to help the other. We will offer feedback. We'll call each other when we're stuck. We'll encourage each other, challenge each other, push each other. Ozzy's constantly making fun of me about something. And half the time he's right. Um, you can edit that out. But <laughs> no, I'm totally calling him and letting him know. <laughs> but they make me better. You know, I probably wouldn't even be in business if it wasn't for Cat right now because we just, you know, really we're there for each other when things are hard. And I don't think of her as somebody that I have to worry is going to take business from me. And I don't think she thinks of me that way either. And it just, in the long run, it makes us both better. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, all right. I'm going to ask you three quick questions from that we got on Twitter. Okay. Um, 
supposed to see if you can fire these off here pretty quick as we uh, wrap, wrap up. <laughs> All right. So first one, um, Christine Kessler, I guess is how you say it, last name. Um, she asks, uh, what's the best advice on how to get your name out there when you're a beginning photographer? And so I know a lot of photographers really struggle with this right now, just being seen and getting their name out into the front of brides. So what's your advice on that? Well, I can tell her what I did, and that was just shoot a ton. (laughs) I mean, I shot so much that I guess that's how it happened for me. Um, But I don't know. I I wouldn't waste time with the whole – I'm going to regret saying this, but (laughs) the whole, like, networking thing, um, I did that. And sadly, most people are out for themselves, and they only, you know, are interested in getting to know you if they – can quickly determine how you're going to benefit them. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't really waste a lot of time on that. Um, you'll you'll network as you're shooting. If you're shooting a lot, you'll you'll meet people. It's inevitable. People will meet you. They'll get to know your name. They'll get to know who you are. They'll get to associate you. Um, so I would just say shoot as much as possible. Second shoot. You know I wouldn't. Definitely wouldn't try networking if you're second shooting because you might step on your primary toes, but um, just shoot, shoot, shoot. You know, that's what a lot of people say helps you become an actual better photographer is shoot, shoot, shoot. And the more you're putting stuff out there, the more places your name is, I guess. Yeah, that's great advice. I actually love that answer. Um, All right, Brittany Hood, uh, she asks, she just says like the business of film photography specifically in a smaller market so you can maybe take that wherever you want i don't i don't know if she's meaning on pricing in terms of you know because people feel like they have to charge more because you have your film cost is higher um or what but well here's the other thing that i might do a little bit differently than a lot of film shooters my clients don't necessarily know on film some of them that are pretty discerning might know on film but i don't market myself as a film shooter i might casually mention it when I'm talking to them about planning their timeline of their day. I might sort of try to encourage them, you know, towards natural light and the value of that for portraiture and all that. But I don't, I don't push the film thing with them because a, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter to them. They're hiring me to deliver an image and I want to be responsible for how that's done. I don't want them to say, I want you to shoot digital or I want you to shoot film because I'm the judge of that. I can read the light better than most of my clients can. And if I market myself as a film shooter and then I'm, you know, in a situation that isn't really conducive to shooting film. And I know there's some, you know, old school film shooters who think you can shoot film in every situation and you can, I can, but there's just some time it's not worth it. Um, so I don't, to me, it was never about, positioning myself as a film shooter in a market or in a business or building a business as a film shooter. It's just business one way or the other, whatever your medium is film or digital shouldn't really change how you run a business. Yes. You're going to have higher cost if you're shooting film, but it's still just an element of running a business. You'd have higher cost. If you had a studio, you'd have higher cost. If you had an employee, it's just learning how to navigate with what, what you're dealing with. Um, I don't really think shooting film should change how you run your business or set up your business. Yeah. All right. Um, last one. So Aaron McGinn, um, 
says your clients have such great style. Are you are you selective with who you book, or do you educate, guide them? If so, how? No, and no. I've considered both of those <laughs> options, um, and I see merit in both of them. However, I'm also at a point in my business where I'm kind of like, if it's not broke, you don't fix it, you know. And I things are flowing and they're good and I'm happy and my clients are happy. So I, I haven't done anything that way in terms of being selective with my clients. Um, maybe one day I will, maybe one day when I want to shoot fewer weddings, I'll be a little pickier about, you know, where their venue is or who their planner is or whatever. But right now I don't put any criteria on it, but it's sort of one of those things that, you know, you show what you want to sell and, I'm, you know, showing people on my website that are people that are hiring me and they're hiring me for a reason. So the more I show of those people, the more of those people are going to hire me, I guess. It's just sort of a natural byproduct. Yeah. So you don't blog every wedding, correct? I blog most of them. Um, You know, there have been a couple I haven't blogged, but it really just boils down to, do I want another wedding like that or not? You know? Yeah. Perfect. Love it. Well, sweet. Well, uh, I won't going to keep you too much longer. I know you're busy, but I greatly appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. Uh, yeah. That was a lot of fun, and you had a lot of great, great answers, so I appreciate it. Good. Well, anytime. Thank you.